to share something that for some people might seem strange, but in reality it is one of the most important topics in the Bible. And this works in all areas of our lives. Hebrews 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now at this point in time when this book was being written to the Hebrews in Rome, they were facing greater persecution than they'd ever faced before. Right after uh, 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 Jesus was raised from the dead and, and, and the, the, the Christian church was birthed, at first it was they were living in great blessings and great peace and great comfort there in Rome because the Roman government is much like our government is today. They allowed religious people to have their own religious uh, beliefs and to follow after whatever God they wanted to follow after. In fact, I think they said there's like almost 3,000 different types of religions that were found in Rome at that time. And so when uh, Christianity came on the scene, the mentality of, of the Roman government was, well, here's just another, you know, religion. No big deal and so forth. But all of a sudden, after I don't remember what the time frame was, but not too many years down the road, they, the Roman government began to see that this, this religion was different than the other religions because this religion was doing things, was changing things, was not just giving people something that, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it was something that was, uh, they could, it, it was literally changing their lives. It was, something was happening in their lives and they were excited and they were no longer caring about the Roman government or caring about anything else except for serving Jesus Christ. And what was happening is, is other people were getting a hold of this and other people were getting born again. And the Roman government began to take it as a threat. And when that happened, all of a sudden, there's a, a persecution arose against the church unlike any other time. And that's when all, you started to hear about Christians being thrown to the lion's den and Christians being thrown out into the, uh, what do they call that, the... Uh, um, Colosseum, thank you, and, you know, with gladiators and all that kind of stuff going on, and they were just being tortured, and they were being put to death and so forth, and so many of them had an opportunity to want to let go of their confession of faith. But the writer of this book was saying to them, hold fast to that confession. Hold fast to that confession of faith. No matter what you're going through, no matter how great the challenge, no matter what you're facing, Hold fast to that confession of faith. Do not let go of it. See, a lot of times what happens with so many Christians when they first come to a church and they hear the word of God and they get excited about living for Jesus, then all of a sudden what happens is the challenges start in life. A lot of times I think people think that once you get born again, everything's going to be so easy. Life's going to be so, so smooth. And, 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 and they come to find out that's not the case. In fact, I was just talking to Paul a little bit about this earlier <laughs> The more you start to live for Jesus, count on it, the more you're going to get challenged by the enemy because he doesn't want you to be living for Jesus. He doesn't want you telling others about Jesus. He doesn't want you demonstrating the goodness of God to those around you. So he's going to try to come at you. Why? Because he wants you to let go of your confession of faith. He wants you to give up on Christianity. It's a sad thing when you run into people who have done just that. Who leave church for whatever reason, and usually it's for stupid reasons. You know what ends up happening, I believe? People just come up with anything. Because what's happening is, when they come to a church that preaches the word of God, a lot of times, as the minister is flowing with the spirit of God, What's being said to them jerks the slack out of their lives, and they don't like that. No. I've actually had people say to me before, did my wife tell you what I was doing? Did my wife tell you what I was doing? You're up there just, you know, and I've had other people say this to me. 
Why were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> I can say this to you. I'm going to be completely honest. I do not look at people individually and focus in on them just because I know they might be facing challenges in their life. For me to do that would make me the biggest hypocrite in the world. Because I know what it's like to be challenged. I know what it's like to face what seems like undue pressure from every side. The only thing I'm endeavoring to do is to proclaim the good news. Everybody say good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. Those things that are necessary to enable you to walk out and be the man or woman of God he's destined for you to be. So when the challenge comes in the area of your finances, <laughs> I mean, if I've seen this happen, you've got to hold fast the confession of your faith. Notice what it says there at the end once again, because this is something that has gotten me through thick and thin it says, hold fast the confession of your hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. God looks over his word to perform it in your life. God makes himself responsible for the results the very moment you step out in faith. But that does not mean the enemy's not going to come and try to make it not happen in your life. To re what he tries to come along and do is to make you, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it's like, do you really believe this or not? Do you really believe this or not? Because, see, if you're kind of wavering, as it says in, for you not to do, if you find yourself wavering, I'm going to tell you, when the pressure comes, you'll let go. I've seen it happen too many times. That's why when you... Step out in faith. You sow seed. The Lord leads you to sow seed into this church and other people's lives, to other ministries. Hold fast to that confession of faith. Refuse to let go of it. Be like a bulldog with a new bone. Do not let anybody take it away from you. When the pressure comes, what do you do? You keep speaking the same thing that God says. That's what that confession is about. Saying the same thing that God says in his word. Speak out the word of God. And then you go from not only holding on to your confession of faith, you raise up your sword of the Spirit. And that sword of the Spirit, boy, the devil don't like that. Because, see, the devil knows when that sword of the Spirit comes out and you begin to speak the word of God from your mouth. You begin to carve him up. You ever seen uh, the mask of Zorro? What's, what's that guy's name? Antonio Banderas. I look a lot like him, right? How is his joke? Uh, but isn't he the one that would always go through the Z on their cheek or whatever the case is? See, when you have your sword of the spirit and the enemy's coming against you, what you're doing is going, put a big old F on him for faith. I'm operating in faith. Or a, or a B for the blood of Jesus. Hold fast your confession of faith. I'm telling you, if you continue to hold on to it, your payday's coming in. Your harvest is coming in. If you refuse to let go, your harvest is coming in. Oh, glory to God. I'm, I'm, oh, my goodness gracious. I could get way ahead of myself right now on my message that I have for you. But I'm going to let you know something. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say this part of it. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. The wealth of the wicked, the sinner, is laid up for the just. Are you a just person? Well, Pastor Dan, I just don't. I, I, sure do, I sure do make a lot of mistakes in my life. Well, thank God for the blood. You don't become just because of how good you are. You become just because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. He was made sin with my sin that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I might be justified 
in Christ Jesus. I'm the just that the wealth of the wicked is supposed to be coming to. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you right now, financial harvest is coming in. God is needing finances to do this last final outreach. To reach, and I'm, okay, I, I, I'm in agreement with Dutch Sheets, a billion people for Jesus. A billion people for, for Jesus before the end comes. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. How many believe that's true? When you give, do it in faith and then refuse to let go of your confession. Hold on to it. Say, I got this. I'm going through this. I'm overcoming this. Amen. Thank you, Davey, for saying it with me, buddy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hold your offerings up now. Praise the Lord. And we're going to pray over them. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you for this opportunity to bring our tithes and our offerings into this local storehouse, your church, a church you brought here for such a time as this. We firmly believe right now that just as the word tells us to do, we can prove you now in this, that you're going to open the windows of heaven and you're going to pour out so much blessing upon us, we do not have enough room to contain it all. Father, that's how you want us blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Blessed to the point where we have enough to take care of all of our needs, plus plenty more to put into store, plus much more to be a blessing to whoever in whatever you lead us to sow into. We call the harvest in right now in Jesus' name. We declare ourselves blessed in Jesus' name. We declare you, Satan, bound off of our finances in Jesus' name. And we loose the ministering spirits now to go cause our harvests to come. We praise you for these things now, Lord. We expect maximized harvest for our giving. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, say amen. 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 Woo, glory to God. All right, who's got kids church today? Where's Brookie? Brooke, are you out there? I heard the little voice back there. All right, children, you may stand up, and you may walk slowly to your church, follow your teacher there, Miss Brooke. She has some fun things for you to do. Where's Emmy? Oh. Hallelujah. Brendan, you're not, you're not going to children's church? <laughs> See, I, I, Mark, you know, he gets a little upset that I uh, pick on him too much. He's not in here, is he? Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so I figured I might, I might start splitting it up between him and his son. Anyway, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. How many are ready for the word this morning? I'm excited about this word because, again, I always like it when you're studying the word of God and God gives you new revelation. And um, that's exactly what's been happening as I've been studying this out. Um, what we've been doing in here, we just started to study the uh, prophetic word for 2023 that the, uh, Brother Jerry Savell got from the Lord. And that word of the Lord is 2023 is the year of the maximum. It's the year of the highest level attainable. How many think that sounds good to you? <laughs> How many would like to have maximum results in your life? How many would you like to see a church reaching its maximum level of reaching people for Jesus, seeing people get born again, seeing people healed, seeing people delivered, seeing people trained up to do the work of the ministry? Maximum results, amen. Oh, I tell you what, I'm expecting it in Jesus' name. I want to get to the place where I reach that highest level attainable. I know for a lot of folks, they're saying, well, Pastor Dan, I, it just don't work like that. Oh, yeah, it does. Again, I take God at his word. I'm not going to have any more limited thinking, small thinking, excuse me, and no more limited dreaming. I want to dream bigger than I've ever dreamed before. I'm not the one who said what he said. You, can you put Ephesians 3.20 up there real quick? Is that possible? Hallelujah. It, can you put it in the Amplify, please, Judy? A little twist there. I'm throwing, oh, she's just learning the system, and look at me. I'm throwing these curveballs at her. 
I want you to see what Ephesians 3.20 says. You don't know what this scripture says. You need to write it down. Keep it with you and say, God, I'm taking you at your word here. Ephesians 3, verse 20 from the Amplified says, Now to him who, by and in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work within us, it's working in us. Everybody say, it's working in me. Is able to carry out his purpose and notice and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, Desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Now, when I'm reading that, that kind of, when I'm reading that, it's like you're going, I don't know how that could happen. I don't know how that could, how that could come to pass. Because, see, I can, I can think pretty high. I can imagine real big. I, I, I have great desires. But what God is saying to us right here, that power that is in us, his power that is in us, glory to God, I got the power of God in me. I've got God's power in me. I said, I've got God's power in me. Not, Not any kind of power of this earth, God's power. And, oh, glory to Jesus. There is no power like his power. There is, I mean, have you ever seen atomic bombs go off and the damage that atomic bombs create and the things that those, you know, the the damage and so forth? I know of a power far greater than that power, and it doesn't cause any damage. It causes things to line up with God's will for our lives, what the Word says for our lives. Glory to God. I got the power of God. My God is omnipotent. Now, might I dare say, that that omnipotent power is now in me. <laughs> Woo, I don't know what that sound I just made. It just came out of nowhere. Do you have omnipotent power in you? And with this omnipotent, just because it's in you doesn't mean it's going to help you. You gotta have something that lights the fuse. You gotta have something that turns on the, the 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 power that's in you. You gotta flick the switch somehow to get it working on your behalf. What is it? It's called faith. You gotta take a scripture like that one that was up there. <laughs> and you've got to say, God, I'm reading this. But I can totally, completely say to you right now, with complete honesty, I don't know how that can happen. However, if you said it, that settles it. Now, I choose to believe it. And when you do something like that, you just keep holding on to that confession of faith, knowing that that supernatural power that's in you is working on your behalf so that you can do, what does that say? Super abundantly. I mean, think. Oh, thank you, Lord. See, in my mind, I don't know why I always go to superheroes. Think about superheroes and their powers and how strong they are and everything. Friends, I've got a power in me greater than any power any superhero has ever had because it's the power of Almighty God and it's real, it's not made up. I've said this many a time. One time I, I will do this someday. Just rip my shirt off and have underneath it the, a big F for faith man. Here I am, faith man. You might think, oh, what does that mean? That means I have the ability through my faith to tap into a power greater than any power found on this earth, greater than any power in the universe it's his power I don't know why I'm off on this but I sure am having a good time right now because see it says I can do far over and above all that I dare everybody say dare dare ask dare ask or think infinitely infinitely beyond my highest prayers and desires and thoughts and hopes and dreams 
That's the kind of power that's working on my behalf right now. Glory to God. Now, why am I off on this? No, I'm actually asking this question. Now, that was not rhetorical. Because I know why. Because this is the year of maximum results. This is the year that we, we go to the highest level attainable. I want to say this. I'm, I'm convinced the reason for it is because Jesus is coming back quickly. And God is wanting to do a, 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 a quick work in the earth today and reach as many people as he possibly can for the kingdom of God. And then there's going to be a shout. I still, because it, the, the trumpet is from the archangel. Isn't that right? It doesn't say where the, now I got to go look it up. It's okay if I flow with the Spirit of God right now because I'm having a good time flowing with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, just quickly here, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, for the Lord himself, for the Lord himself, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a what? Jesus is so ready to come. I mean, have you ever been chomping at the bit for something? Have you just been really excited about doing something? You're just like, oh, man. Come on, 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 come on. I believe that's how Jesus is right now. He's chomping at the bit so much so that when God says, okay, Jesus is going, whoa, you're going to hear a shout, then a trumpet. And we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And we will rise to meet the Lord in the air where we will be with him forever. <laughs> I don't know why this is not getting you more excited because it's getting me. I'm a happy man right now. I could say amen, go home, and know that I preached myself happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. We got that power in us. And with that power, we can go to the maximum, to the highest level attainable. Glory to God. How many believe that for yourself? For your family, for your church. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Mark chapter 10. I'm not going to go through this all again. I, I went over it last week some. But I want you to notice what Jesus said to Peter when Peter asked him about leaving all behind and following him. Mark 10, verse 28 says, Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, surely I say to you, there is no one, no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold. Everybody say a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions with persecutions, isn't it amazing that once you start to get blessed a hundredfold, here come the persecution. See, when you're barely getting by, you don't get persecuted that much. But when you start to do things for Jesus, are you listening, Paul? This is when the persecutions come. This is when the, challenging, the challenges come. But glory to God, I'm coming through it. How about you? I'm not going to let go of that confession of faith. How about you? And I believe in Jesus' name, I'm going to receive a hundredfold now in this time. Not in the sweet by and by like so many religious people want us to believe, but right now in this time. Can I ask you a question? Are you still living in the, this time? Are you still living in this time? Are you living in the time Jesus is talking about right here? What should you expect? Oh, I, see, I, I got three or four people saying it. Every one of you should be shouting. How much should you be expecting? So can Jesus lie? Is it? You got to get that settled. Jesus said it. It may make my head go tilt, 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 but I accept it. I receive it. I believe it. Jesus said it. It's impossible for him to lie. I'm expecting. Okay, I want everybody in here to say a hundredfold. 
Now, if you're not quick, like so many people are, with their math skills, you need to learn to get a, uh, you need to get a calculator out sometime. How many still have records of your giving from past years? You need to get your uh, calculator out. Start to figure out what's a hundredfold. Start to look at what's a hundredfold. Can I ask you a question? Wouldn't that be maximum results? But Pastor Dan, I can't believe that. I can't believe I'm sorry you can't, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. See, it's a choice you make whether to believe it or not. I, 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 I'm just simple enough. If my Jesus said, I'm going to give you a hundredfold return and what you're doing for the gospel's sake, for my name's sake, I'm going to accept it, whether my head understands it or not. Can I ask you a question? A question? Have you ever done something where you didn't understand how it worked, but you did it anyway? Has anybody ever flown a plane before? Do you understand the law of aerodynamics? Don't say, mm-hmm, Mark, I know you do. <laughs> Most people, if you, right before you got on a plane, they gave you a test and said, I want you to write out what the law of aerodynamics is before you can get on this plane in order to fly on this plane. Most of you would just turn around and walk away. Not understanding what it completely means. In fact, it's more than it's got the law of thrust, uh, the, the law of lift, and so forth and so on. Look at me, my lightning quick mind, understanding all those things. Anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is you still get on that plane and fly, don't you? Even though you don't understand how that plane's flying. Sometimes you've got to step out in faith, taking God at His word. When your mind doesn't completely understand what you're doing. God, I, I see it in your word. It's right there in the Bible. It's, in fact, it's in red letters in my Bible. That means Jesus said it. I don't know why Jesus is, the, the, the words of Jesus are in red. I guess to represent the blood, huh? Sounds good to me. But anyway, if Jesus said it, it settles it. Here's the choice. This is the real test right here. You can choose to believe it or you can choose not to. You cannot say, I, 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 can't, I can't figure that one out. I can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. So God's not going to hold that against me because I just can't figure it out. Oh, but he is. And more importantly, the thing about it is going to be more than anything else. You've got to understand if God does, I mean... It takes a whole lot more to trust God when you don't understand things than it does to trust God when you do understand things. I like to be in the, um, the realm of those who believe God, trust God, even when I don't understand. Because, see, in reality, when I do that, I'm just living out what the Bible says for me to do in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. When my head's going tilt, 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 I can still believe. See, believing is of the heart. I'll never forget this, and some of you have already heard me say this before. When I was at uh, Canaan land, my little uh, uh, nephew, Matt, he's huge now, taller than I am. But anyway, uh, at that point in time, he was just a little fellow. My, my, my older sister, her, her husband, and, and little Matt came to visit, and and we had those long tables, you know, that people sit around to eat and stuff. And uh, what I would do is I'd set him on one end of the table, and he would run and just jump into my arms. And I'd go running back around, put him on the other end of the table, and he'd come back and just run and jump into my arms. Well, after that happened a few times, the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, that's exactly how I want you to be with me, to trust me. That you're willing to jump off that table into my arms because I got you. Woo, I'm preaching myself really happy now. There are going to be some times when your head, it does not compute. That's when you say, in, in, in reality, stop and think about it. Wouldn't that make it even easier to do some things? Because a lot of times if you understand how it really works, you're like going, Oh, I don't know how that could happen because based upon this and this and the nth degree of that and the Pythagorean theorem and all that, I don't know. I like it where I, you don't know so much. 
Because, see, I know how my God has got me through thick and thin in my life. I simply trust him. I have said that over the past, I don't know how many years, my wife and I, trust you, Lord. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why those people are doing this. But I trust you, Lord. It's just like, with the, I'm just going, can I just give you an example, a recent example? This past election. I had to just, I mean, I, I went to bed. Everybody else in my family had already gone to bed. I was up watching it and, uh, you know, listening to different things go on. And what was supposed to happen, was expected to happen. And finally, I just got up, turned the TV off and said, Lord, I don't understand, but I trust you. I went to bed. And right now, all I know to tell you is this. No matter what's happening around us, we don't have to figure everything out. But we do have to trust him. And I can guarantee you this. I've read the back of the book, and we win. I said we win. Amen. So when Jesus talks about a hundredfold, do you believe he's selling the truth? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm expecting a hundredfold back in my life. I really am. Go with me this morning to Genesis chapter 26. I'm still on page one. How much time do I have, Ron? Huh? I have 17 more minutes. Oh, I might get to the end of page one. Hallelujah. <laughs> just kidding. Now, we just read about a hundredfold return in Mark 10. Is there an example of God bringing a hundredfold return way back in the book of Genesis, whereas it's also known as the book of beginnings? Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. When you see those words, bless you, that means I will empower you to prosper. I will empower you to succeed. I will empower you to fulfill your destiny. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give you to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Now notice in verse 12 what happened as a result of Isaac's obedience to the Lord. Then Isaac sowed in that land. What land are we talking about? the land that God had told him to sow into. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Everybody say hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Notice verse 13. People like saying, Pastor Dan and talking about prosperity. Prosperity is a bad word. It's an evil word. It's a cuss word. Don't say Prosperity. Well, then you're telling God that. Because listen to this. The man began to prosper and continued until he became very... <laughs> Is that in the Bible? It's in the B-I-B-L-E. God wants you to prosper. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I want, I'm, I'm going to change that. I'm going to rewrite the Bible a little bit. That man, Daniel Greenwald, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. You can put your name in there. Wouldn't that be a nice little scripture to put up, put it on your desk or put it on your wall or whatever the case is? For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Who do the Philistines represent? Those in the world without Christ, the sinners. Why were they envying Isaac? Because, see, they're, they're looking around, and they're looking at their fields. 
And they're smack dab in the middle of this famine. And they're looking and it's dirt. I mean, they're picking it up, it's dust. And they don't see any growth on their lands at all. Nothing. Then they look over there. Hey, what's up? Isn't that Isaac's land over there? Look over there. There's all these crops over there. How did he get those crops? How did he get those big old corn stalks growing? When we don't even have anything growing in this famine. What do you think Isaac said to them? My God told me to do this. I obeyed him. He blessed me. And see, they could sit there and say, oh, I don't believe it. Well, look. They could tell when Isaac's land began and when theirs stopped. Went from dirt, you know, have you ever seen a, a field in the middle of a famine? No growth. Dusty. But all of a sudden, you know, walk up to Isaac's land. All these fields of harvest. A hundredfold return on everything he sowed. Did God establish a principle of bringing a hundredfold harvest to those who obey think I'm going to get happier and happier all the time right now. Whoo, thank you. In the same year, he reaped a hundredfold harvest. In the same year, we're going to reap a maximized harvest. A level of, uh, so high that it's never been attained to before. But we're going to. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to say something because I want most of you already know this, but I want to say this. I'm not talking about hoarding things up for ourselves. I'm not talking about using these godly principles just so you can get blessed beyond measure and then it's all about me. And you start to buy everything you have. You start to spend all of your money and you never look outward. You're never looking to whom God is leading you to sow. See, a person that does that is a person that's headed for poverty. Are you listening? The rich man who puts his trust in his riches is going to come to nothing. But see, the rich man who puts his trust in God continues to obey God, can continue, continues to sow where God leads him to sow, to bless people as the Lord leads him to bless them. Glory to God, I'm telling you, it's going to be an endless cycle of a maximized harvest. Can this happen in your life? You know what's going to happen? You know what you need to do now? And I, I know we're just kind of getting into this message. You know what you need to start doing? Stretching your faith. Lord, help me. I'm going to start stretching my faith. I'm going to start taking you at your word. When you speak to my heart, when you speak to my heart to sow this, to do this, Lord, give me the grace I need that immediately I drop everything and do it. I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell off on Paul, but I'm going to tell off on Paul. <laughs> but the other day he said, you know, he, he heard that we're believing God for finances for our drums. And, and he said he woke up in the morning, if I'm correct, and the Lord spoke to his heart to sow that amount of money that he sowed. And you know what he did? He hemmed and he hauled and he said, no, God, I can't do that. I can't afford that right now. It's not what he did, is it? He sowed that seed. In, I'm telling you, I'm fixing to make you a happy man, Paul. Because see, you sowed in obedience to God. Now you can expect great harvest coming back to you, brother. And it might be, listen, sometimes people got to recognize this. What are you believing for more than anything else, right? You're believing that he's, he's putting together all these, I don't know who all he works with and everything, but he's putting together these Christian concerts and, and believing to bring more people into this area. Uh, Christian, you know, rap artists and Christian, what were they again? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I was going to try to do the hip hop, but it wouldn't work. But, but and he, was, he said to me, he goes, hey, hey would you want to come and, and minister to the people who are getting born again? And I'm like going, Brother, that would be a miracle for me to show up at a hip-hop concert. 
<laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I said all that for a reason. Hey, that harvest is going to be great. You obeyed him, what he told you to do. And you sowed. Glory to God. Now it's come to my attention that that amount, and I'm not saying this to Paul at all. I'm saying this to everyone, letting you know that we're, we're, we need to believe in another $1,200 to $1,300 to get what we really need. Because what Casey was saying, what, we were, what I had come across was just for practice, not for the real deal. And he said what he presented to me was this is what we need for the church that we'll be able to use for 10, 15, 20 years down the road. So it's another 1200 bucks or something like that. I think it's, what, 2700 wasn't it? 2700 or something like that. So anyway, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not forcing your hand to do it. But if the Lord lays it on your heart, obey him. You set yourself up for what? Hundredfold return. Maximized return. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You got Biblical proof that it works right here in the life of Isaac. See, I, I just love the fact that, that God put that in the Bible. The Philistines envied him. The Philistines envied him. You know, I know that sometimes, I, 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 um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I guess I'm going to. People get upset with Christians who build churches that are just beautiful. I mean, I'm talking beautiful beautiful churches and then people get upset about that what are you doing that for you could have used that money to feed the poor you could have used that money for something else well these people you look at them and you say well did you help to give and those very things that you're telling us that we should be doing most of the time I would say the vast majority of the time the people that have these kinds of beautiful churches are probably one of the churches that give the most that sow the most. I mean, what's that gentleman's name in, uh, in uh, who? Michael Todd. Beautiful. I mean, I don't remember what the name of that place building he got. That brother was believing for that building. He'd go up on the top of that building. I don't even know if it was for sale at that time or was it for sale. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, he got himself a beautiful building there. Where's it again? In Texas, right? Oh, is it in Oklahoma? Tulsa? Well, there you go. But anyway, uh, uh, and, and so he ends up getting this beautiful place and everything else. And uh, he got, I'm, I'm sure he got great persecution because of that. But then you go to one of his services. And in his service, what they do is they have what, what people were believing God for, dreaming uh, about for their lives. And, 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 and they, were, they were told to write it down on a, on a card. And people were writing, like one gentleman wrote down, a new set of drums. They brought the guy out there and, and, and said, you know, hey, so-and-so's believing for a new set of drums. He's part of the praise and worship team. And, and, and he said, here, look. And they opened the curtain up, brand new set of drums. This is the same church that got that really nice building I'm talking about. And so then all of a sudden they, go, they, they, they bring another man up here and said, hey, I've been believing God for, for a, a vehicle for my life so I could get to work, back and forth from work. And he goes, here you go, throws some keys to a brand new vehicle. Brand new vehicle. See, I can do that. I can throw keys like that. I'm believing. I, I'm telling you, I'm believing to be able to do something like that. But he's not done yet, and I'm only sharing a few because they were a bunch. I'm crying my eyes out watching this. And, and, and he finally has this one family come up, and they had three kids, three little kids, and there was a, a husband and a wife, and they had just started going to the church not too long ago. But when they showed up the, at this church, Michael Todd's church, they didn't have a bunch to give because they had to move from wherever they moved, you know, and so forth, and they, and they still believe in God for a job and stuff. And, but what they did give was their time. And they got on their hands and knees, and uh, not just the mom and dad, but the kids as well, and they began to clean the floors of the church. God bless this family. He calls this family out. And, the, and he gets the dad and the mom and says, oh, you believe in God for a, a, a new van to carry the kids around? And, and, and he said, yeah, we, we, we really need that, you know. And he said, here you go. Throws him the keys to a brand new minivan. 
So they start to walk away. He says, where are you going? They said, just, we're going to go keep on rejoicing. We're going to, you know, thank you for the new minivan. He said, well, I'm not done yet. Because, see, one of their daughters had drawn a picture of a brand new house with the family in it. Michael Todd said, here you go. Give him the keys to a brand new house. Don't you dare tell me that people who have wonderful churches aren't some of the biggest givers out there that practice that principle, sowing and reaping. Glory to God. That rocks my world. That stirs me up to no end. I have, I have, I'm just going to say that. I've never said it like this before. I have a mission from God to get to that place. Because that's why it's so stirred up inside of me. I want to be the biggest blessing I could possibly be. I love to bless my kids. I love to, you know, they always come up to me at Christmas time. What do you want? Oh, he just wants our hugs and our love. That's all dad wants, you know. <laughs> a lot of times it's the truth. But I, I, I love to bless my kids. I wanted to do something like that. I want to be able to give my children vehicles. I want to be able to bless my children with new homes. I want to be able to do that for you out here. And I know you might be thinking, Pastor Dan, that's so beyond. That is just extraordinary what you're thinking right now. Exactly. Extraordinarily above all I can ask or think beyond my highest prayers and thoughts and dreams and thinking. That's my God. He wants us to believe big. Amen. Do you think that would make a difference in the world? Now, I know some people might be saying, well, Pastor Dan, you've been talking like this for a long time, and I'm going to keep talking like this. I refuse to let go of it. I refuse to stop believing it. I, 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 I am a simple man. Y'all don't know how, I mean, uh, who was it sang that song? Uh, Leonard Skinner, thank you. Simple man, wonderful song. Anyway, um, I'm a simple man. And, I, I, and what I mean by that is when I begin to talk about something and it becomes so emotional to me. And, and what it is, is it's just like the love of God just overwhelms me. Just starts to explode in my heart. I am simple enough to know that God is wanting me to get to a place where that's happening through my life. And I'm going to tell you this right now. It will not be about me. It will be about him. Are you listening? He gets all the glory. I know I've been believing God since we came over here. Oh, how many years ago now? Fifteen years ago. For our own church building. People might be saying, Pastor Dan, oh, you haven't given up on that yet. Nope. I got a hold of my confession of faith, and ain't nobody taking it out of my hands. I'm going to keep standing on it and believing God for it. Our building's coming in. 2023 is the year of the maximum. We could be at the end of next year standing in our new place. Yeah, there you go. I like that statement. Gail said, how about at the beginning? Ha, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Lord, hey, that would be super abundantly above all I could ask or think. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Do you believe God wants to do this for you? I didn't even get close to coming near the end of this message, and I got a whole lot more to go. But you want to stick with me through this message because I'm telling you right now, I haven't even got to the really, 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 really good part. I was about to do some, I mean, I know I, I, I say this, and sometimes people laugh, you know, I, I wanted to do a backflip, I was so excited. I ain't going to ever do a backflip. I used to be able to do one on a trampoline years ago. <laughs> but on the inside, the boy's bouncing around right now. Ding, 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 woo! <laughs> I'm getting excited about this. See, God's stirring us up. God's stirring us up. He wants us blessed so we can be a blessing. You're nowhere near where you're going to be. 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 
You wait and see what God's going to do. Listen, you may not see it. You may not feel it, but he's always working. He's always working, working on your behalf if you only believe him. How many believe for a maximized, maximized lifestyle this upcoming year of 2023? Reaching the highest level attainable. It's going to take stretching your faith. See, what happens when you stretch your faith and things start to come in, things start to happen, then it's going to come, okay, here comes the next challenge. Here comes the next thing I want you to do. See, God, you don't just arrive when you get, get something you've been believing God for, whether it's 15 years or whatever, and all of a sudden it manifests. You just don't stop then, okay, I, I arrived, I'm there, whoo, I'm good. No. Then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's bigger things and bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. It's called keeping on maximizing, keeping on maximizing, keeping on maximizing. Hallelujah. The year of the maximum, the year of the highest level attainable. I'm believing that for my family and me. I'm believing that for you, for this church. Amen. I want to be a bigger blessing than I've ever been before. I want to, can I, can I share, um, I won't share, because I, 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 I haven't talked to this, this couple, and I'm not going to share it, uh, who they are. But just recently, we got a phone call, or actually, my wife had received a text. And just to set it up, that in no wise did they ask us for anything, nothing. They only uh, texted her to let her know what was going on, what was happening, and if we could be in agreement with them. Well, when my wife showed it to me, immediately I knew in my heart we're supposed to give them a certain amount of money. My, I looked at my wife and I said, how much? She told me a certain amount. I had had a certain amount because I kind of, I'm going to telephone your pastor again. This is things you got to deal with. I kind of went down a little bit. But when she said that to me, all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to go back to what I know God spoke to my heart to give. And so I had this, this, this uh, uh, the female of this couple came to our house. Did not know what was going on. Did not know anything. I didn't say anything. But then I, 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 I said, you know, the Lord laid it on my heart to bless you. And, of course, she got teary-eyed and stuff. And, uh, um, and so I, I handed her the check, and I said, who do you want me to make it out to? And it ended up going to the person that they owed rent to because the amount that the Lord laid on my heart to give to them was the exact amount of their rent. Do you not think God knows what he's doing? Do you not think God gets great joy when we, as the pastors of this church, practice what we preach? <laughs> and see, you know when I get the most thrill out when I'm looking at the other person when they're all teary-eyed and stuff, <laughs> you become like wrong. <laughs> God, God is good. God wants to do things through you. He wants to do, see, true biblical prosperity comes as a result of God wanting to bless us because he loves us so much. And because God knows he can get things through us to bless others. We should never have the mentality, I just want enough to take care of my family, my four, no more. Uh, your, your, your mentality is that's not God's mentality. See, God's mentality, he wants you so blessed that you're not only able to take care of everything you have need of, not only are you able to get out of debt, not only are you to be a, a big blessing to your family, your children, but also you have enough to put into store, and, and you have more to give away than you've ever given away before in your life, like houses, like cars. See, we've given away cars. We know what it's like to give away cars. And it gets me excited when we do it. Now, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of the time I have to kind of, I, God will immediately speak to my heart what I'm supposed to do. And, I'm just, and usually I'm just throw this out for free. If he does, obey immediately. Because what happens with so many people, they reason it away. But I'm not like that usually because what I end up doing is I'll talk to her. And then she'll always, she's like, no, we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do this. I'm like, oh, come on, girl, don't you want to just pray about it a little while or something, you know? No, we're supposed to do this. So anyway, but the point I'm trying to get across is 
He goes, my wife and I, we come into agreement when we do it. And when we come into agreement and we do it, what is happening? We're coming, we're setting ourselves up to be so much more blessed than we were when we actually had that vehicle in our lives. See, God's not trying to take things away from you or me. He's setting us up for a greater blessing. <laughs> Maximize results. The year of the maximum. Are you guys getting something out of this? Hallelujah. Do not let where you're at in life keep you from going to where God wants to take you. Do not look around you and say, I don't have no education. I don't have any money to sow. Be like that family. Showed up and started cleaning the floor. Ooh, what? Josie's been coming to the church and cleaning. Thank, thank you, Josie. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Serve a good God, right? Good things await us. What is going to be the greatest, 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 greatest blessing that's going to happen? Is all the things God brings to us is going to be used by us further the kingdom of God to reach more for Jesus Christ. See, I envision myself standing on our new stage, seeing all of my, all of you out there with your hands raised worshiping God, and then seeing an altar filled with people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I've seen myself laying hands on all kinds of people with all kinds of sicknesses and diseases and physical ailments being healed. <laughs> it's coming. Got to see it in here first before it gets out here. I've been seeing it in here. Ha, ha, ha. It's becoming even more real. It's becoming to be. No, don't sing it. Okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> It's like I like uh, to sing because my granddaughter will be sitting over there with her playing by herself, and all of a sudden you start saying, dun, 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 And so I always go to jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And anyway, when it gets to the part about the one-horse open sleigh, I always go, jingle, 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 jingle. Okay, never mind. It was funny when it happened that I'm telling her, so you can laugh at me now because that was really bad. Hallelujah. My, my prayer for you is that you guys start to see this. Take the scriptures that I'm giving you. Go over the scriptures. Study them out for yourself. See if that's what the Bible really means there. I mean, if you really want, like I said, get out your concordances. Get out your Greek lexicons and Greek definitions of words and so forth. You're going to find out that's what the Bible says. Then you have a choice. Choose to believe the Lord. You'll never fail if you do. Never. So, Father, I just pray now over these people. My prayer, Lord God, is everyone in here is starting to get a hold of this, where you want to take us this upcoming new year. This is the year of the maximum. We believe that. This is the year where we reach the highest level attainable. And I'm praying, Lord God, that the people of this church are going to experience it in their lives as they step out in obedience to you to sow. Even if it might be in a time of famine, they're going to obey you, God. And they expect to get back the hundredfold return, just like you did in the life of Isaac. And then when the world sees it, they're going to envy them. And that, what that does that do? It opens a door up to share with those folks, those without Christ, to share with them how good your God is, how good our God is. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. My prayer is everyone gets this in their hearts. Settled in their hearts. This year of 2023 is the year of the maximum. The year of the highest level attainable. Glory to God. I believe for good things for these people, for my family and me. Our best days are before us. This church's best days are before it. The Buzz's best days are before it. I declare right now that we are highly favored. Everyone in this room, everyone watching via live stream, anybody that will watch throughout the week, I declare... Us highly favored. And the blessing of the Lord is upon us. The blessing of the Lord is upon us. 
I said, the blessing of the Lord is upon us. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. A year of the maximum. We expect it. We thank you for it already. In Jesus' name, amen. Greatly loved. Thank you for coming out. Please keep coming out. We're going to get in the word. We're going to see more and more examples from the word. But I'm telling you, you're going to be stoked. Happy, happy, happy. You are dismissed. Oh, yeah, please, everybody sign up for the Christmas thing next Sunday. Sign up to bring an egg dish. Also, once you get, uh, if you don't mind stepping out into the foyer, once you're done in here, you can communicate and talk with people out there. We got a uh, practice for the Christmas uh, thing here. So everybody that's not involved in the Christmas production or Christmas singing, we need you guys to...